Yeah. No. Yeah. No, yeah. No, yeah. No, no. Yeah. Yeah, no. Yeah, no. Yeah, no. Yeah. Yeah. No. What do yeah. We, I, I don't, I've never, I, you, no. Yeah. No, yeah. No, yeah, that really oh, hey. kind of grosses me out. That was so organic. Thank you. Hi, I'm Katie, and the rumors are true. Molly is a virgin who can't drive. Oh, you ruined mine. Hi, oh, no. I'm Molly, and if you look closely at my New York State driver's license, you'll see it actually says that I'm a virgin who can't drive. Wow. <laughs> we both wanted to bring up that line because it's, it's so good. everybody's favorite line from Brittany Murphy's breakout hit uh, in her first big starring role from Clueless in 1995. And I think the reason that we both wanted to say that line is because that's what I feel like that movie connected with so many people and that line connected with so mm-hmm. many gals like us because when we watched that movie, we were virgins. We were virgins who couldn't drive. Truly. And she was truly a virgin that couldn't drive. Brittany Murphy herself. Yes. And it was, uh, and it was like, uh, you know, here comes this and you identify. I feel like, correct me if I'm wrong here, but I think she's the real star of that movie. because I loved her in that movie. Everyone loved her. Because she's the one that you really identify yes, with. Yes, because she was actually a teenager. Right? She, she was, was 15? Yeah, she was 15. Uh, I think Fine. the others were not much older. But the only person that was really old was Stacy Dash. She was like in her twenties, right? Yeah. So she, uh, so she's that a tune. in that movie, she's you're. I feel like everyone identifies with her because mm-hmm. it's like, mm-hmm. oh, frumpy, dumpy, doesn't quite know what to do with her body. <laughs> I love that idea of her being dumpy. She had like the cutest I know, little body. I know, I know, I know. Hollywood dumpy <laughs> compared <know>. to <laughs> a size three, really pushing it there. <laughs> yeah. So, okay, bef- before we get into all of that, we are going to have, by the way, this is the Brittany Murphy episode. Welcome to the Brittany Murphy episode, you guys. <laughs> Welcome to Brittany Murphy's interesting life and very strange death. Yeah. We're going to be mostly talking about the really bizarre conspiracy theories and the very unsatisfying conclusions yeah. that were reached about her death. And we are going to be joined by a guest. who and just you wait. <laughs> who is on a train that's been delayed, but no, I mean. they're here under the table and they can't speak till we say so. Look, <laughs> Brittany Murphy waits for no man. So we're just going to charge ahead, but she will be uh, popping in with her insights uh, sh- shortly. But before we get into all that, I wanted to remind you all, please follow us on Twitter. I'm please. very active. I'm very active on Twitter. Katie does the Instagram. The Instagram is so funny and weird and scary. And you'll see really upsetting pictures of us, uh, both, mostly of me. Katie posts very flattering pictures of herself and then just. Yeah, I was thinking that the other day I should throw a bad one in there. I mean, for equality. For for equality. If there's one thing I care about, it's equality, but only in this aspect of like us having equally bad pictures of each other. Anyway, and then I'm on Twitter. I'm always recommending other podcasts for you to listen to and hyping our other podcast buddies so follow us there at yeah no pod and on instagram at yeah no yeah podcast uh and also please 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 if you haven't yet if you haven't yet uh leave us a review on itunes or aka apple podcasts because that's the only way that we get pushed up that weird algorithm and into strangers ears push us up so without further ado, I wanted to read our latest reviews. Our reviews. I want to say that I was shocked because since our last episode yet. was about Mike Boudet and Sword and Scale, I thought for sure we'd be drowned by an online mob leaving us one-star reviews. Did that not happen? Not a one. Not a one it one was star? Nothing like when we did our My Favorite Murder episode, Katie and I were just hammered with one-star reviews. We went from being five stars to four stars yeah. overnight. overnight. It was traumatic. Yeah. And I thought, here we go again. Mm-hmm. And then, no. nope. <laughs> That's kind of awesome. I know. Well, there was some backlash on Twitter. Some mm-hmm. people saying, like, Mike Bidet's podcast is better than yours. And which we're like, yeah. I never said it wasn't. <laughs> no, anyway. he's great. Okay, so our <laughs> iTunes reviews this week. Good Times, five stars, by Sunny Lala. You guys are raw, funny, and kind of hot. LOL. Keep it up, ladies. Sunny, you flatter us. Sunny. Sunny. Keep come it on in your over. pants. It's fun. Five stars. Paris Hill in 42069. This podcast made me remember that Tiffany Trump exists, but that's a good thing. Means it's informative. I also really love that they did one about Anna Nicole Smith. They pick good topics in general. Thanks, Paris. Paris? Paris, we get the hint. Yeah, we'll do one about you. We'll do one about you. You can get out of my DMs already. (laughs) So, okay. 
So besides Clueless, what are some of the roles that you associate? Oh, and look she's who is. <laughs> and she's wearing a Yano Yeah t-shirt. Well, it's the least I can do. Butter us up. Running so are you late, buttering right? us up? Oh yeah, I butter. I live to butter people up. That's my. That's her thing. Way. Please speak into the mic. Hi. Hello. Hi. Oh Welcome. my God. I'm so sorry. Yeah, I won't bore no, you guys please. with my okay, journey, but. Listeners, our guest has arrived. I have arrived. The cab driver <laughs> dropped me off like 10 minutes away, and I didn't realize. <laughs> that happened the one time I'm I help people a... figure out how to get here <laughs> after the show. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> no, well, I won't. I'm sorry. This is so boring. I'll just say quickly I love New Jersey. Oh, thank you. So Even though I was running late, I was like, I feel so bad, but I was like, but I'm also Sing so people. happy to be here. It's lovely. <laughs> Truly lovely. Thank you. How, how are we all doing? New Jersey. <laughs> <laughs> we were just about to talk. Oh, by the way, listeners, uh, introduce yourself. Hello, listeners. My name is Kelsey Lawrence. <laughs> Kelsey Megan Lawrence. <laughs> and I am a, you know, I live in love in Brooklyn <laughs> by way of Texas. And We don't need your life story. <laughs> <laughs> I was trying to think of like some relevant tidbits, but uh, I think you the most important owner thing, of, yeah, verysfamousmagazine.com. Yeah, former very, guest of the show, former guest. <laughs> I'm so happy to be here. It's an anniversary of sorts. Um, yeah, it's very an famous. What what is it? An anniversary of, of? being on the show before? Being on the, not a technical technical anniversary but oh yeah okay so she was on season two Ouija no Ouija yeah <laughs> which uh is an episode that you can go back and listen to if you want to hear us have a seance it's just a sitting in silence it's great it's a it's very good episode terrifying <laughs> yeah <laughs> but it's a chilling silence <laughs> so Kelsey welcome back we're so happy to have you I'm happy so to be what here. is so you were really interested in doing the Britney Murphy episode you didn't miss anything by the way we were just talked about how our favorite line from Clueless is uh, you're a virgin. You're a virgin. Who can't you can't drive. drive. And we read our iTunes reviews, which are glowing. Um, so what? <laughs> she didn't expect nothing. But yeah, you were reviews. excited to do the Britney Murphy episode. Yes. Although I should clarify, not because I, I'm thrilled. I love Britney Murphy. Not because I know a lot about it. Like I did some research. I wasn't like an expert on no, the you matter. You were a nerd, about but it. You're not a nerd. But I was very excited to do this. Yeah. I think I love Britney Murphy. Yeah. I think she is like the most beautiful person like a lot of celebrities yeah, are like yeah. cool a celebrity they're attractive you know but I was thinking like I kept looking at her face and being like you're so <laughs> creepy you're so beautiful and hot yeah and, she's like, super hot it's just like a she's like a she was truly an angel yeah. on this earth um <laughs> that's my weird and intro now, to Brittany Murphy and now up in heaven she's an angel and now she's yeah yeah um yeah I, I don't know we were about so, to dive into our favorite Brittany Murphy movies well, oh, just yes. other notable roles. So other than Clueless. I will. I'll pull out. I made some drafts so I wouldn't come unprepared. <laughs> okay. And please, yes, I'll pull that up so I'm ready. I like Uptown Girls. That's okay. what I was going to say. Starring her and Dakota Fanning. Her and Dakota Fanning. Okay, yeah, that's the one she's where she's- a nanny on the Upper East Side. And mm. she's just a non-fancy girl turned fancy. What's right. better than that? Teaching a young, pretentious brat to be fun- be fun. Be yeah. fun. Be young. Be fun. Wow. Is that a Britney Murphy movie or is it a biopic about us <laughs> and our <laughs> oh time together God. in New York? That is us. Y'all, yeah. that's beautiful. Except we're downtown girls. Downtown. Yeah. We're, we're yeah. downtown whores. Almost. <laughs> <laughs> we're the New Jersey version of that movie. The old, gross New Jersey version. <laughs> the so, New Jersey. Beautiful. <laughs> <laughs> so after Clueless in 1995, that was her breakout hit and then she went on to uh, it was 95 yes <gasps> you just aged me <laughs> yeah. Yeah. such a young age I was very young when that movie came out right yeah wow. it would have been weird if we weren't virgins who- no you're <laughs> We were six. <laughs> yeah. Um, so in 1997, she was actually in a Broadway revival of Arthur Miller's A View from the Bridge, which a New York Times critic, Vincent Canby, called Brittany, uh, called a uh, her debut exceptional. Oh, wow. Wow. Uh, then she went on to some other notable movies that I just stop me when you hear one that you want to talk about. Uh, she was in Girl Interrupted in 1999. Yeah. Actually, we should probably keep let's it actually- short because I have a lot of conspiracy <laughs> theories to get through. Oh, let's my just briefly gosh. say I love that movie i love her role i love yeah. she talked about eating chicken all the time chicken bones under her bed check yeah, it out yeah yeah okay. she was the one who killed herself right yes. 
Okay. Spoiler alert. Spoiler. Oh, spoiler. Oh, sorry, everybody. <laughs> I haven't. Just a, no, there's a. I feel she's like, not the star once again. Yeah, exactly. she's not. Yeah. She had a whole Ladies, thing. She had a real. We'll get into it. <laughs> she had a whole uh, always the bridesmaid, never the bride phenomenon yeah. going yeah. on in her roles. Uh, in, uh, she was in Eight Mile playing mm-hmm. Eminem's love interest in 2002, and then she was in Sin City in 2005. Oh, I uh, she was the voice of Luann on King of the Hill oh, for the best. I always forget years. that. That's crazy because that voice yeah. is insane. Yeah. Like yeah. that sound is unbelievable. I love Just, that. She so vers- was so versatile. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. I wanted to talk about this is the most interesting tidbit I found about her career. Mm-hmm. She had uh, her fair share of bad luck, fair mm-hmm. share of bumps along the way. One of them was she was in a Janice Joplin biopic. No. That didn't happen because they couldn't get the rights of the music, which if you a 30 Rock episode. If you like oh. me and Katie are very into 30 Rock, you'll recognize that as an <laughs> arc where Jenna, a character yeah. on 30 Rock, uh stars as Jackie Jorp Jorp because, because they can't get the rights, can't get her life rights, and she ends up singing a song where the lyrics go, Go on and take it. Take, take another, another little chunk of my love now, mister. <laughs> you know you That's bought really it if life makes you sweet food. <laughs> so that is based on Brittany Murphy's real life. That's fucking awesome. Well, I know. That, has she... Well, uh, has she had a lot of, did she have a lot of bumps in her career? I didn't I, like, know. So, I, yes. I know. Um, we'll get we'll into dive it. Right in. yeah. So, another one that I thought was interesting, uh, I've heard some reviewers say this is a good movie. I don't know. It looks kind of like a lame version of Girl Interrupted, just very mm-hmm. on the surface level. Don't Say a Word is a movie that came out. It was it had some buzz around okay. it, but it came out the weekend of 9 11. Mm, so, wow. nobody saw it. Yeah. So those we were, weren't going to the movies. Yeah, those were two things that came up as being like, wow, that those could have been big. Those could have maybe pushed her into more of a spotlight. I could so see her playing uh, Janis Joplin. Yes. Yeah. Wow, that's yeah. true. Yeah. So by the time of her untimely death at age 32, <sighs> most of her movies wow. were going straight to video. Wow. Yeah. That's so sad. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so I wanted to go over. Most of my sources come from E. A lot of them come I from. I watched a few E YouTube videos myself. <laughs> they, it's a great source. They really can cover the story. Oh, yeah. Uh, and some more came from the Hollywood Reporter, and in particular, a journalist from the Hollywood pr- Reporter called uh, named Alex Ben Block, who actually knew Brittany Murphy because mm. he and because uh, she and his daughter had been friends from age fourteen. Oh, and I saw the, an interview with him. Yeah. Yeah, and he was close enough with her family that he actually did the eulogy Mm -hmm. at her funeral. Oh, wow. So he's, I think, a pretty good source on her life. Um, did you yeah. w- did you have any of your notes about her oh, career just, that you wanted to? I think just on? to add in along the way, just to pepper yeah, in. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's pep- different pep- thoughts pep- on d- the conspiracies and yeah. things like that. Okay. Yeah. Well, you'll be popping in with Pepper pep- along in. the way. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so in a how I really wanted to start really get it. Please stop that. <laughs> And start really getting to know Brittany Murphy was uh, through this 2003 interview um, that she did with Interview Magazine, where uh, Drew Barrymore was mm. conducting the interview, who yeah, was her, if you'll, if you'll recall, was her Riding in Cars with Boys co-star. Love that A movie. movie I vaguely remember. So, oh, okay, I see, when I saw the clips of that movie, I was like, I bet I know two bitches who have seen that <laughs> I loved it. I want to rewatch it. I know I watched it. I don't remember much of it. But what I do remember most is staring at the cover at Blockbuster as like a <laughs> yes, kid and being like, I'm horny. No, I was horny because of this and cover. I wanted to be them. Yeah, because I was like, I want to ride in a car with the boy and I don't care if I get pregnant, quite frankly. Like that's... <laughs> and- that's Texas. That's Texas. <laughs> and me. Wow. And that's Kelsey. I, I didn't want to get pregnant, but I remember watching it and being like, wow, it must be cool to like lose your mind right? all the time. Yeah. I never went through like a boy crazy phase. Oh, the then you're person. on the wrong podcast. But I think, oh, yeah. I think I'm. <laughs> it's like, mine and Kelsey's show. <laughs> it's your guys. Yeah, absolutely. I defer. I think I'm starting it now, actually, I love in my that. early 30s. That's a good place just, to. It should happen now, don't yeah, you Yeah. Because you can vet people. Like, I think I had like a year of mine at like. 25 to 26 and I feel like I was like better than it was better than having it at like 21 because you're a little more like not to say I didn't make mistakes but you're a little more like you're smarter slightly not much but slightly have your boy crazy times that movie made me way crazier than yeah there are any boys listening to this who have a car 
who would like to. Do you want me to ride in it? Knock yeah. me up in it. Hey, <laughs> hot. Better, better than getting your eggs frozen, in my opinion. Um, That's true. On that note, <laughs> let's move forward. Um, so, in this, I love this interview. So, in it, Barry Moore says, uh, she asks Brittany Murphy, who are five people that you'd like to have dinner with? Anyone from history? Alive or dead? Alive or dead? People I love that question. That question. I hate that question. <laughs> I like it. So, five people. Mm, uh, Brittany Murphy said, Clara Bow. Who, you know, mm-hmm. old, I think, silent film mm-hmm. actress, mm-hmm. uh, Janice Joplin, obviously. E.E. E. Cummings, come on. We Interesting. All know, we all know she's that girl. <laughs> uh, and Bob Fosse, which is four people. No one ever accused Barry Moore and Murphy of being nerds. <laughs> she's like, and I'm the fifth. <laughs> and then uh, Barry Moore says, okay, if you were to die and come back, what would you come back as? And Murphy's, how is that as a Barry Moore? I was going to say, not good. <laughs> She's more like, hey, Brett. It's more in the how the face looks. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Which is not good for podcasts. Right. Uh, so uh, Murphy responds that she wants to come back as a redwood. And a then tree. She, she flips it around. What about you? Barrymore says, I feel like I would want to come back as a scientist. <laughs> I'm really into physics and astronomy right now. Sure, Drew. True. Sure. Whenever you just name a general subject and say, I'm really into it right now. That I'm really into enough. physics and astronomy. She can be one now. She doesn't have to wait to come back as a scientist. Right so now. True. <laughs> but back to you. She flips it around. She's not going to wait. Who's to have interviewing who? <laughs> no follow-up questions. Uh, then she says, next question. How would you like to die? Mm. Spooky. And Murphy says, painlessly. I'd like to be very, 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 very old. Oh. Yeah, which is real now. And she yeah. died just six years later at wow. age 32. I, that was one of the quotes I pulled out. I was like, spooky. And also just overall a weird interview between two, like, I don't mean this two in a mean way. Gals. But two, two, two strange <laughs> and two sort of like floaty people, it oh. seems like. <laughs> Like, yeah, it's okay I don't want to say. say that. Yeah, yeah, just kind of you know trees, <laughs> two little redwoods yeah. just talking to each yeah. other. <laughs> I do also appreciate how she like she does kick off her answer to the dinner party question with being like, "I don't know history," which is also yeah. how I yeah, answer I like anything. That. I, I like, like I don't know history. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> My five historical figures would be purely random too. She may not have oh, even yeah. thought it should have been E.E. coming. She just that She's name like, came to e. her. E. Coming? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. She was like, I don't know history. I'm not like you, Drew Barrymore. I'm not a scientist. <laughs> yeah. A Renaissance woman. I would have been like George Washington. <laughs> So, <laughs> at the time of her death, her career had hit a major slump, and that was due in part to the rumors that dogged her ever since Clueless that she suffered from eating disorders and drug addiction. Yeah, she was never able to shake those. Yeah, do do y'all think those were like? Were, do you think there was any the drug uh, use? I think possibly, probably mm. because, but all like I think it's just a cheap thing when you say every young actress has a eating disorder it's just yeah. like a thing for the it's lazy it's lazy or it's not like just typical. it is it yeah. is if you look at her in Clueless and then she is thinner in the early 2000s she is much thinner she has what a lot of people would describe as a lollipop head oh mm. big head little body yes yeah. where it does look like her body is sort of shrinking to too small for the rest yeah. of her uh, so but she has said in interviews I'm the same size I was in Clueless it's just the way the weight in your face changes as you grow and get older this that. is my body. I'm proud of it, and I'm healthy. And that is not true. That's why I lean more towards like, of course, you would have a lot of, pre- especially in Clueless when you're cast as the, as we said, like the dumpy one compared to like your sure. very thin co-stars. I can see how she'd want to shake that. And the fact yeah. that she says like, it's just how your weight in your face shows. Right. It's like, no, that's definitely not it. But I also so. think it's just like so hard to be put on the spot about your weight, like in an interview. Like, I might say something stupid, yeah, too. You know, I might true. just be like, I, that's just how your face grows. Like, yeah. I don't know. You know, like, <laughs> that's it's just a good like point. she's probably asked about her weight all the time. She's like, can I just talk about this dumb movie I'm in instead? Jesus Christ. Yeah. Brit, yeah. I hear you. Yeah. <laughs> so uh, she dated quite a bit. Mm. She was someone who, she's st- her first big public relationship was with Ashton Kutcher in 2003. They were in that Cuties. movie. Uh, what was, It was Just Married. Just Married. So uh, that was, and then she had a string of other relationships that we'll talk more about. But uh, throughout the ups and downs of her careers and the ins and outs with boyfriends, her mother was the strongest relationship Mm. in her life and a big, uh, important constant. She and her mother referred to each other as soulmates. 
Interesting. Wow. She's a little interesting. Yeah. Uh, I, it's well, intense. She said in an interview with Do you say Cos- that about your mother? No. Oh. <laughs> no, 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 no. I was going to say, I, well, sorry. I don't, I don't know. I feel like I could be accidentally burning some people out there. Um, but Burn I feel like them. it's it's a little weird to like oh, yeah. think oh, of no, your mom okay. like that. Yeah. yeah, right? I don't know. Yeah. I couldn't imagine thinking of my mother even as a pal. So it's hard to imagine <laughs> yeah. as my soulmate. Yeah. yeah, I don't know. That you, just seems unhealthy somehow if you're like, well, it seems obsessive. Close. Yeah. You should at least go through a phase where we your really mom, hate your mom is your number one enemy. Yes. Yeah. And then you get over it. And then you love her. Like and then, a yeah. mom. Like yeah. A mom. Not a soulmate. But as someone who used to be your number one enemy, <laughs> who you keep close keep, because you still don't totally trust her. <laughs> So in an interview in 2004 with Cosmo, she said, uh, Co- Cosmo said, you still w- live with your mom. Is she your best friend? <laughs> and Brittany Good says, question. I think uh, to call us best friends is almost an insult to our relationship. Okay. She's Weird the greatest answer. in the whole wide world, mm. and I don't feel closer to anyone. She's a pillar of strength, and she doesn't flaunt it. She has this will. She just knows she can get through things. It's mm. inspiring. I don't like her mom. Yeah, yeah. So her mom, uh, the— Brittany was born in Atlanta. Uh, shortly after that, reports differ, but she was very young when uh, Sharon mm-hmm. divorced uh, her dad, Angelo Bertolotti. Uh, after after they get divorced, Sharon takes uh, Sharon Murphy takes Brittany to Edison, New Jersey, mm-hmm. uh, to to raise until she moves to LA to start auditioning. Um, but yeah, so that's so her mom is uh, she was living with her mom yeah. at the time of her death. So that was. Yeah. Um, that was a, a big person in her life. I also feel like that somebody like well, Brittany Murphy saying things like that to me, I feel like kind of means that the mom growing up was like kind of man- a little emotionally manipulative. Yeah. Like, it's just you and me. And like, oh, that, you yeah. know what it's I mean? It's probably very much like us against the world. Look yeah. how strong I am. Like, you shouldn't you should know your mom is strong, but you shouldn't be like she's the only woman yeah. who can survive. Because it probably makes Britney feel like a weak little baby. And exactly. she treated her like that. Yeah. Well, I'm speculating. This is Spec- I think that's fair. Yeah, fair Look, to I say. didn't live in that house. <laughs> Thank God. I'm not Simon Monjack. I'm just a speculator. <laughs> Which oh, we haven't he even seems creepy. Yet. I was going to say, yeah. Well, you <laughs> know, just a little foreshadowing. A little foreplay. More shadowing, more foreplay. I'm sorry. From Cosmo. <laughs> Um, uh, on how she is in relationships. She said, yeah, I'm a giver. I've learned to be selective of the people in my world because if I love someone, I will give them my blood, whatever they need. And well, emphasis mine. (laughs) In doing so, one can end with little left for themselves. It's a lesson in self-preservation that I'm still learning. If you don't have yourself, you have nothing to give. Okay, true. So in, uh, so she was, she was engaged before Simon Monjack, who uh, was her husband at the time of her death. Mm-hmm. She was engaged to Joe Macaluso, a production assistant. They were engaged for eight months and break up in 2006. Later in 2006, she met Simon Monjack at a party. They get married in April 2007 without going really public with their engagement. Mm. Rumors start to swirl that their marriage is in part motivated by the <laughs> fact that his visa had expired ah. and he couldn't stay in the country. A British man? Yeah, British, British man. man, yes. He Did y'all see the creepy, a few of the creepy quotes that he said about meeting her when she was underage? Yes, so, yeah. so oh, <laughs> the LA no. Times, uh, the Ministry <laughs> of Gossip, blog, Monjack said to reporter Matt Donnelly that he took her picture for Jane Magazine when she was just 17, and he said back then she was too young to touch. To make a long story short, I was very patient. Gross. That wow. is such Predatory. a gross Yeah. I was, I was very, very patient. patient. And bored, it, apparently. And, it makes, yeah. and it's like, so she was <laughs> dating all these people. She went through all these other engagements. So you're just, what, crouching <laughs> in the wings? Just I like, mean, have you seen him? Yeah. 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 He is. He looks, I mean, I hate to judge the guy because who knows, but he looks positively lecherous. <laughs> yeah. So he's Don't sue me, uh, Simon Monjack, but well, he's, he can't. Uh, he's <laughs> eight years older than she is, but he yeah. looks so much older. He yeah. looks so much older. So the right from the get-go, it's sort of like, who's this guy? Mm-hmm. What does he want from her? Uh, the rumors swirl. Hollywood Reporter says that they were always considered to be bad together just by 
people in Hollywood and that these rumors that he was a scumbag and that he was bad in business and that he was really taking advantage of mm-hmm. her and that he had incurred a lot of debt and that his screenwriting career wasn't going how he wanted to and she was just his in yeah. that he was going to uh, that he was going to milk and he wasn't famous right what do you mean famous like did anyone i remember like did anyone really know who he was like was he recognizable no. like there wasn't no. he wasn't like a name on the street the like, only not at all the okay. only thing i found was that he like held the film remember that film factory girl that came out like when we were maybe in high school ish oh he claimed he they stole, stole his script yeah and they he held it hostage and so oh, finally they were like i'll give i'll give we'll give you credit so we oh, can so get he's this not like out. a man about town he was no. just some no. scum about the sidewalk. <laughs> I read somewhere that he had made a movie that had gotten really bad reviews, okay. uh, and that he had that had been funded by his parents. So his parents were mm. had some kind of wealth, and he had said that he was going to pay his mom back, but I don't think that he ever did. Mm-hmm. So in the so in the mid aughts, so like two thousand by two thousand six, around this time that she had gotten married, Brittany Murphy's career had really hit had really got gotten into a slump. Uh, she had been dropped by a voice actor on Happy Feet oh, right. 2 uh, after stories uh, about illegal drug use had been all over the tabloids. It's not really known if that was why she wasn't cast in Happy mm-hmm. Feet 2. That's just something that... was just happening that, at the same time. It's just something that Hollywood Reporter, I think, has speculated. Mm-hmm. She had also been dropped from a 2008 uh, Tinkerbell movie, and she had been dropped from The Expendables. Yeah, and it's not really clear. This is the thing. It's like she's getting dropped from all these movies or fired or whatever, or she was going to be in it, but then she's not. They don't. Studios don't say why they fired her. Okay. It's all rumor. It's all speculation. Mm-hmm. Um, but so the, she had most recently, um, or actually, no, sorry, from the rap, they said uh, an insider on the production of the uh, of Something Wicked, which was eventually released in 2014 posthumously, uh, was a horror movie that was an independent film that was shot in Oregon, and they said that Murphy was barely able to shoot her scenes mm. and would lose her focus in mid sentences during a take. Mm. But that's an unnamed source oh, okay. who's just associated. So who who knows? Were people speculating she was using drugs? Sorry, because she was so thin. Because she was so thin, and then there were these other rumors that she just wasn't able to keep it together on okay. set. Mm, but again, it. those are so it's speculation. She had most recently been fired from a movie called The Caller, and mm. no reason, again, no official reason was given. Um, but according to, again, an anonymous source who said to NBC, Bizarre doesn't begin to describe her behavior on set. It's her, it's her husband who is Satan, and he drags Oof. her to the dark side. And even after all the horrible things she and her evil dude did, everyone is devastated. Talking about oh. um, her death shortly after. I wonder what evil things. Yeah, no, um, again, anonymous. So yeah. this firing from the rap, um, sorry, not from the rap, from the <laughs> caller, uh, that was famous enough that it was actually spoofed on Saturday Night Live. But wow. then after she died, the skit was removed. Oh, shit, okay. Yeah. So this is where we are on December 20th, 2009. So uh, from E! Online, there was a power outage in the neighborhood in the early morning, and it came back on at around 3 a.m., Murphy had gone out on the balcony to get some air, and uh, this is Monjack recalling this on Larry Mm -hmm. King Live. She was gasping for breath, and uh, he called to Sharon to come upstairs. Uh, When Sharon went to her daughter, Brittany said, according to Simon, Mom, I'm dying. I love you. Jesus. So they call call for emergency help. Uh, At around 7.30 a.m., Brittany told Sharon, Mommy, I really don't feel well. So she went into the bathroom— um, where they assumed that she was just pulling herself together. Um, but then she had been in there a little too long, so her mom finally opened the door to find her collapsed in the shower. So, sorry, they actually hadn't called for help yet. So it's then uh, when they find her collapsed that they actually call, <clears throat> that Sharon screams for Simon, and he tries to revive her with cold water, and Sharon calls 911. So finally, emergency helps comes. Uh, she's rushed to Cedar sinai where she's pronounced dead at 10.04 a.m., again at age 32. So, so shortly after, Simon reached out to Access Hollywood to say, my world was destroyed yesterday, he, t- uh, he told the outlet. She had been suffering from, and he said that she had been suffering from flu-like symptoms and had developed laryngitis and had seen a doctor, but otherwise seemed okay. Mm. Ashton Kutcher tweeted, today the world lost a little piece of sunshine. My deepest condolences go out to Brittany's family, her husband, and her amazing mother, Sharon. 
See you on the other side, kid. Oh, yeah, Ashton. so sad. So it's uh, it's obviously like, what mm-hmm. did she dive? And of course, drugs. It's got to be Everyone, drugs. Everyone, yeah. yeah. So, uh, but in <coughs> February uh, of that same year, uh, the L.A. County Coroner, or I'm sorry, the following year, 2010, L.A. County Coroner announces that pneumonia was the mm-hmm. primary cause of death and anemia, right? And secondary factors were anemia and multiple drug intoxication. So the drugs oh, were yeah. just Vicodin and things that and like acetaminophen, which is what like Tylenol or whatever, ibuprofen, things that you would yeah. find in Vicodin and things that you would use to treat laryngitis. Mm-hmm. So it was all mm-hmm. prescribed and nothing, and it wasn't in crazy amounts. So right. it was all not like abusing. Yeah, but just having all these other, having just, Mm -hmm. they said it was natural causes and it was just this perfect storm. Um, So no illegal drugs were found, which her mom and Simon said, ha ha, we told you. Mm. Murphy's death was ruled (laughs) accidental, but preventable. And the L.A. County uh, Assistant Chief Coroner Ed Winter stated at the time she had been sick for at least two weeks. Mm -hmm. Had they taken her to a doctor or hospital, it would have been treatable. Damn. That was my first question. Why did they not take her somewhere? What, like, we live in America where you don't have to die from the flu. It doesn't have to get worse to pneumonia. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. Especially when you're a celeb. That's pisses me off that's my first question so for sure. that was really Neglect. weird and then when i saw this interview with simon monjack mm-hmm. on larry king this is when i was really with like her mom right yeah mm-hmm. this is when i was like there is something yes up. so larry it's king a freaky interview dude Ooh, larry king it. says to simon you didn't want an autopsy and simon says to us it was just such a shock and then he said this is so creepy so this pristine body that's curvy in all the right places, oh. skin like silk. How could I say in front of her mother, cut her up? And it's like her mother. Because well, you don't have to say cut her up. Yeah, because her mother <laughs> is easy, sitting right dude. next to you now. Why are and you saying this now? Yeah. Why are you talking about how sexy your wife's and corpse silky. was? He also referred to her as a little girl in an interview, which I think is also weird. Well, he made a lot. He was always really into how short she was. She was five foot two, and he was always like, oh, she's so tiny. She's yeah, like a little, he has yeah. a little yeah. girl obsession. Yeah. <laughs> Ew. Yeah. yeah. So yeah, you don't you don't shout cut her up when you want an autopsy. <laughs> yeah. You just say privately, go, go ahead, do the yeah. autopsy. Yeah. But they have to do an autopsy because she's yes. thirty two. Yeah. So, so uh, in an interview with the Daily Beast, Monjack said that he was considering uh, suing Warner Brothers for their decision oh, to I renege on their contract with, uh, for Happy, Happy Feet, Feet. too. Uh, but then Warner Brothers pointed out that they had, and he said that uh, it broke her heart and led to her death. That it led to her illness. Not playing uh, a penguin not, in a movie. Yeah, she was like, I gotta yeah. get sick now. Yeah. Yeah. Interesting. If I can't be a cartoon penguin, I'd rather be I'd dead. I'd rather be dead. <laughs> oh, so, he's just like court happy, like wants to yeah. be suing people all the time. Wants yes. attention. And, wants attention. But it's mutual. Other people also want to sue him, yeah. as we'll get into. <laughs> They're like, uh, we're on it. <laughs> Warner Brothers points out that they never offered her a contract and that okay. he can go spin. Uh, so this is what really, oh, no. after the silk comment, this is what really got me. He started the Brittany Murphy Foundation. Yes. Inquiring Minds uh, eventually pointed out that the IRS has no record of such mm-hmm. a charitable foundation, nor was it registered as, as a, a non-profit. Yeah. Uh, amidst increasing reports of questionable financial activity and the overall authenticity of the organization, the Brittany Murphy page disabled its donations mm-hmm. and returned uh, the donations that had been made. Uh, and on the website, Simon Monjack says, we began the Brittany Murphy Foundation to honor Brittany's wishes and to give her family, friends, and fans a way of keeping her legacy alive. In an effort to get the foundation off the ground quickly, we establish it as a private foundation with plans to apply for nonprofit status down the road. Cool. However, after some thought, we have decided instead to wait until we have our non-status, uh, nonprofit status approved before proceeding. Blah, blah, blah. So with all that, with the Larry Sorry, King. Sorry, we just wanted thousands of dollars first. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so with the uh, with that and with the Larry King yeah. interview, it's like if this were anybody else, you would say he had something to do with yes. it. He yes. was using, he was trying to milk her fame and mm-hmm. her legacy as a way to line his own little pocketbook. Mm. Uh, but the foundation would never be restarted. And 
here's where we get a big wrench in my Mm -hmm. theory that I just laid out. He died five months after she did. Yeah. In the same room of the exact same cause. Yeah. Fucked up. Pneumonia. I am obsessed with that. With anemia. Oh, I know. Death was ruled accidental. Yeah. They're buried next to each other at the Los Angeles Forest Lawn Memorial Park. Yeah. Pneumonia. I I don't know anything about toxic mold except for I think I have it and I'm experiencing a bodily rash as we speak. So I related to this. I could see myself, sorry to insert myself, but also dying mysteriously. (laughs) Um, But that's for a a professional. You've heard Um, it here first. Yeah. So, but that's, uh, that makes me wonder, like, you know, obviously like, they even though they ended up saying it wasn't this like could mold have played a part. I so don't know. let's talk about the mold. Let's talk yeah, about the house in general because it's like what 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 is this house? There were two people, two are just dying of pneumonia. Fairly young people have died. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And, uh, so Simon said in an interview for the Hollywood Reporter, she absolutely hated the Rise in Glen house. Every time we would drive oh. up Sunset, Britt would say, please, can we stay at the Beverly Hills Hotel? First of all, why is he in charge of anything? Mm. And then Oof. he'd say, honey, you've got to be realistic. We have our house, a 10,000 square foot home. We're going to stay in it. I'm sorry. Weird she is sense. the breadwinner. I think she decides where they stay. Yeah. Also, so, why didn't I wonder why she didn't want to stay in the house. So she had wanted to sell the house before her death. She had bought the house from Britney Spears in 2003 for $3.9 million. It was where Britney Spears and Justin Timberlake lived together. Whoa. Wow. Remember them? At the time of her her death, she wanted to to move to New York City, thinking that was where Amanjak would be a screenwriter and she could star in more indie films. So she hated it. Oh, um, wow. But as why, why she hated it, I don't think that's really known. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, so in 2010, TMZ reported that the L.A. County Department of Public Health was investigating the possibility of toxic mold. Mm-hmm. Uh, so Sharon Murphy at the time shot it down and said uh, uh, she said, shot down the 2010 TMZ report that said that this was being investigated. Uh, Britney's publicist. Oh, she was saying this is not being investigated. Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah. Britney's publicist says that she was aware of Simon wanting to file a suit over a persistent leak problem, but an attorney for the estate backed Sharon up, saying, "To the best of my knowledge, there has been no evidence of mold at the Murphy Reven- uh, residence." Huh. <clears throat> But then, in 2011, Sharon Murphy filed a malpractice lawsuit against her attorneys, alleging she was advised to accept a settlement from the builders of the home when she believed uh, who she whom she believed had been dishonest about potential defects in the house. Oh. Uh, earlier that year, uh, rather than go uh, after the builders mm-hmm. for wrongful death, so at the time what she the did, wa- yeah, I know it's the results of an environmental <laughs> review were never made public, so it was never confirmed whether mold was actually found inside. Jesus, wow, yeah. But Sharon Murphy lived in that house. She sold it in 2011 for uh. 2.7 million, so less than uh, Britney had bought it for. Okay, um, and then she dropped her lawsuit in 2013. So the toxic yeah. mold thing. Never went anywhere. Never went anywhere. No one knows to this day what What actually happened. It seems like it would have been so easy to test. Right? Yeah. Like, here I am in a hazmat. Scrape, scrape. Yeah. It's mold. That's so (laughs) Like, I don't know. I mean, I feel like it can't be that hard. You're really into mold science these days. (laughs) I'm a scientist. (laughs) Yeah. Don't. I'm what Drew Barrymore wants to be. (laughs) (laughs) I inspired Drew Barrymore. (laughs) So, okay, so her dad had a different theory. Her dad, let's recall, hasn't really been a big part of her life. Right. Uh, He describes himself as a retired (laughs) mobster. Tired mobster. mobster. I read that, and I was like, no, you're not. No mobster would say that. Well, he did commit some uh, felonies. Yeah, you can can have crimes and be Italian, but you don't have to be a mobster. I do. Good quote. From from living in New York and New Jersey, you do get the feeling that a lot of people of Italian descent here kind of want that cachet of being in the mob. And it's like, you know that 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 was bad, right? It's bad. You know that the mob, you know that they invented a whole new uh, set of leaders legal r- rules because of that. Yeah. Um, oh, I do. As the criminal Italian on this show, <laughs> I do know. <laughs> yeah, and it's like, it's not cute, and it's not funny. It's not funny. cute. So, Bertolotti disagrees. Um, <laughs> Angelo. I'd heard different reports. Some people say that he hadn't seen her for years at the time of her death. He said that he had seen her yeah. just a few months uh, before. He didn't go to her funeral. He did not. Wow. He did not attend. He said he didn't want to see her that way. In a grave? 
the dead. Like not see her at all? Okay. No, look, I look. But he also like, didn't yeah. want to see her that way when she was when alive. She was like, so yeah. I, what he meant was, I just don't want to see my daughter. Yeah. Period. I wanted to. But I want to be on TV. I yeah. wanted to quickly mention the <laughs> Lifetime movie that came out in 2014 that got one and a half stars on IMDb. <laughs> oh. uh, that uh, he objected to strongly. He tweeted, "My daughter hashtag Brittany Murphy would be horrified to know who they chose to play her and how cheap it all is." Who um, did play her? Amanda Fuller, which was a weird choice. Oh, I don't know if I know who she is. Oh, yeah. She's Googling not, later. She's not famous, and she just doesn't capture Britney's bubbly ass. Yeah, interesting. Uh, she, uh, his twiddle, Twitter, twiddle. <laughs> when a dad tweets, it's a twiddle. It's a twiddle. <laughs> so his twiddle handle is at Brit Murphy Dad. <laughs> Oh, my God. That's like such a classic dad move, I feel yeah. like. Which is a strong choice to make when you weren't present for most of her childhood. Brit yeah. Murphy, estranged father. father. <laughs> yeah. That's at, my twiddle. <laughs> at Brit Murphy, deadbeat dad. Yeah. Not really a mobster. <laughs> Hashtag. Hashtag not really a mobster. Hashtag, Hashtag I wasn't around. <laughs> We're uh, dragging Angelo today, and we should. Yeah. Yeah, I, mean, I think if anyone's fair. asking for it, it's him. So, but Bertolotti, very involved, not super involved, again, in her childhood, very involved <laughs> in the conspiracy theories surrounding her death. So in 2013, he ordered a new set of lab tests mm-hmm. from a private lab in Colorado. How he obtained a hair sample for them to test oh, yeah. is confusing. I heard Nancy Grace explained it. I'm not comfortable repeating anything Nancy Don't. Grace says. I saw him on an interview, and he's like, I want her exhumed if I have to. I was like, oh. Okay. <laughs> he's like holding okay. a shovel, like, I'm ready to go. <laughs> Literally, he was like wearing a black suit with chains. I'm like, all right, mobster, calm down. <laughs> yeah, he like didn't want to see like, her that. He's like, that's one of my crimes. <laughs> he didn't want to see her that way but at her bring funeral. her up. <laughs> but like. Like, fuck you. <laughs> yeah. Leave her. So he, uh, so they, uh, the the lab tests it, and they do find traces of heavy metals right. in her hair, including barium, which is consistent with rat poison. Okay. And this leads to a slew of tabloids saying that Choose rat poison. poison is her true cause of death. It's very suspicious, Bertolotti said. I feel she was poisoned, and there's no question about that. There's I'm so glad he's a scientist. Yeah. She was murdered. Uh, the... I think the Hollywood reporter asked him, did he have a suspect? He says, I do, but I'd rather not speak about that. Mm. But Bertolotti and his attorney, this is more from the Hollywood reporter, failed to follow up on the initial claims, hardly filing any motions and failing to appear in court, which led to the termination of the case. (laughs) You can't. Oh, my God. This beautiful star was surrounded by the most inept the worst losers. People, yeah. All around. Yeah. Two of which it's are a very, are like, classic old Hollywood story, I feel like, in some ways. It's yeah. sad. Yeah. I don't think we have enough <laughs> to put Sharon Murphy in quite the same category. I don't love yeah. Sharon. I don't love that she shared a bed with Simon Monjack. I don't love— Is that true? Oh. She said it. Really? Oh. They shared a bed. Oh. What? Okay. I have to, I'll find my source and I'll post it, but she said it. I forgot to mention that. And there's a that. picture of them. They posed for photos. I, oh, I forgot weird. to mention how weird they are in the Larry King interview. And that was another thing They're when very I was weird. like, maybe he murdered her. It's like they call each other sweetie yes. and babe and they're kind of touching each other. And tabloids wow. did suggest like, are they sleeping yes. together? And then also they found in the home when they, like, I'll also, I think this was E or something. I'll post it when I find the source because this was true they found bottles prescription pills not I don't know if you know they were fine but it said Sharon Monjack like she was using his name so I'm sorry I don't love Sharon I don't think Sharon's great yeah I think there's something give me a call but I'm just speculating that you're not the best mom there's something weird going on with her for sure like she might not be a murderer Angelo sucks he's the worst father but I don't know if I love her yeah okay wow I had not heard that oh I was like I thought we were all going in here guns a blazing against Sharon there's also a very strong granted this was just saddles is the name of this show (laughs) there's also a very strong granted it is just a twitter thread but a compelling case for her being the murderer well that's conspiracy we love that it's conspiracy yeah (laughs) okay i want to come back to that but i want to quickly i have this really big chunk of weird conspiracy that i wanted to get through and then we'll go to our twitter our twitter conspiracies (laughs) i want to come back to the sharon murphy did them both Mm -hmm. in idea because i love that so after it's the only one i knew uh so with the hair the point that dr bruce goldberger the director of forensic medicine of the university of florida and president of the american board of forensic toxicology 
called the conclusion that she was poisoned with rat poison ridiculous, mm-hmm. telling CNN, uh, a conclusion of poisoning is an outrageous statement to make based on a single hair test. Mm-hmm. A hair test alone, without any clinical signs or symptoms, cannot be used to establish poisoning. The private report also showed a normal level of arsenic, which would have been elevated if rat poisoning was involved. Mm. She was, He said she was a beautiful woman and likely had numerous hair treatments. You see her hair color change. Oh, yeah. Hair color can't not have heavy, heavy metals in it. <laughs> Goldberger said uh, chemicals in the hair treatment mm. would alter the chemistry of her hair sample. Oh, totally. That makes sense. So, yeah. Oh, yeah. I also, I think in the same interview, he said you would need flesh or bodily fluid, right? To make yeah. uh, the claim actually... Yes. Yes. To actually test. So in 2013, Bertolotti switches gears and claims that Brittany and her husband were killed because they were supporting (laughs) Department of Homeland Security whistleblower Julia Davis. (laughs) So this is the weirdest and most convoluted theory. Bear with me. It interrupts me if this stops making sense, because it does. Um, So, (laughs) according to the National Whistleblowers Organization, which is a real organization Mm -hmm. for real whistleblowers, they say that Julia Davis uh, did report improperly processed entries of 23 aliens from terrorist countries into the U.S. in 2004. The whistleblower's profile said that when DHS failed to act on this information, she embarrassed them by making Department of Homeland Security. Mm -hmm. Did I say that? Yeah. uh, when they failed to act on this information, she embarrassed them by making a report to the FBI's Joint Terrorism Task Force. Mm. The, and they say that this led to intense retaliation, including alleged attempts to, to discredit her and a commando-style raid on her Yucca Valley home. The alleged incident, which is said to have occurred in 2005, was documented in a memo of contentions of fact and law, which was signed by Davis as part of a lawsuit against the U.S. government over the claimed attacks. So this is all documented in a movie, a 2012 documentary called Top Priority, The The Terror Within. (laughs) You all might hear some background music. We're in a studio space where some people are practicing. Um, But just stick with me. We're almost there. So a 2012 New York Times review of that movie says, if the astonishing events laid out in Top Priority are to be understood at all, they will require more cool-headed documentary than this one. Detailing the lengthy and convoluted conflict between Julia Davis, a former Customs and Border Protection Officer, and the Homeland Security Department, this screeching expose serves neither the viewer nor its embattled subject. When Ms. Davis reported security concerns to the FBI from her post at the Mexican border in July 2004, she was inexplicably Mm -hmm. labeled a domestic terrorist by Homeland Security, and the film claims subjected to a jaw-dropping campaign of government harassment and intimidation. So, and they said that, oh, there were all these Black Hawk helicopters who just showed up in the daytime and did a raid on her home. So it's all this, so apparently, from what I can read, the thing about her being labeled a terrorist is, uh, is, uh, a domestic terrorist. Mm-hmm. I think that that is on the level. That okay. that is true. How is this connected to Brittany Murphy? You're Let's wondering. Let's find out. Okay. Angelo, bring us home. <laughs> yeah, bring <laughs> us home. So, Ms. Davis says that her superior, in part of this weird mission to discredit her, mm-hmm. that her superior's daughter was trying to break into Hollywood and sort of knew Brittany Murphy. And she said, my daughter told me that Julia Davis is trying to be in movies and that Brittany Murphy told her so. So then uh, B.J. Davis, who is Miss Davis's husband, who is a filmmaker, mm-hmm. knows Brittany Murphy. Again, this is all coming from the Davises. There's yeah. nothing that we can really confirm about this outside of them. She said that the Davis, that B.J. Davis goes to Brittany Murphy directly, is connected mm-hmm. enough to like be able to get to her, and says, did this happen? Is Julia Davis trying to be in a movie with you, or do you know anything about her movie career? And Brittany Murphy says, no. And then gives some important, gives some official version of events saying, I don't know Julia Davis, we're not working together. This version of events that's being presented by this other person Mm -hmm. in in the Department of Homeland Security is not accurate. And they said that it was because of that, in this documentary, it says that because Brittany Murphy was standing up for Julia Davis. I'm grimacing. (laughs) That the Department of Homeland Security decided to take her out. And then eventually Simon Monjack. Tell me what. People are so weird. Yeah. My inclination is, well, 
I have no idea, but my inclination, <laughs> first things first, y'all. First things first, I, I have I no know. idea what's happening. I just think that, I feel like so rarely when people say, like, the government did it, like, I mm-hmm. think I'm, sh- who knows what in the right. world the U.S. government has done over however many decades, but, like, I feel like, in this case, that just doesn't seem like why. why? I'm going to add one other thing. Oh, no. The block from the Hollywood Reporter that we mentioned earlier, her, you know, dad of her childhood friend, said that Simon Monjack had told him shortly before her death that he thought that they were under surveillance by helicopters and that their phone was being bugged. Uh, yeah, it also just sounds like the paranoia of, right? you know. A madman. A mad, a man who's a bad man. Yeah. You know? Yeah. I also wanted to just quickly follow up on uh, Bertolotti, Angelo Bertolotti. Uh, So he died at the age of 92, not too long ago. Oh, he's old. His son, Brittany's half-brother, posted on Facebook, Angelo was a World War II combat veteran. His ship blown up by a torpedo fire in the Pacific Theater, a mortician at age 21, and pursued a lifelong career in crime, for which he had a true love. He lived (laughs) life by his own terms, (laughs) dined with royalty and street dogs alike, often causing havoc all around him. But he did so in full recognition of his actions, accepting full responsibility. I love that. That's a great He had three (laughs) felony convictions and served nearly 12 uh, years in prison. And he always said, you have to play to pay. I truly pay. I'm sorry, pay to play. That's odd. (laughs) Pay to play. I truly believed he loved every minute. He was one of the last of a breed. Highly intelligent, balls of steel. No fear, not even for the devil himself. Straight up gangsta. Gross. (laughs) Please say that at my. I was about to say, (laughs) can that be just copy and pasted? (laughs) Loved money, fine clothes, good cigar. Again, more Katie. Good cigars, gambling, making deals, expensive cars, fast women, and the occasional toot. Who the fuck knows what that is? He (laughs) he fart. He he loved cats and Shark Tank. I don't. That is beautiful. I don't think my pops ever read Nietzsche, but his philosophy was very much Nietzschean by nature. I'll end with the quote I feel I felt apropos apropos to his life. Throw roses into the abyss abyss and say, here's my thanks to the monster who didn't succeed in swallowing me alive. That is my. Let's get his son on the podcast. There's something there, I feel like. There's something there. Don't talk about your dad's. Balls of steel. Uh, okay, so let's go back to what, what, let's go back to my balls of steel yeah. because I'm the only one of you, of us, who's brave enough to say, I think the government killed Brittany Murphy. <gasps> really? Get out of town. Yes. What makes more sense? Sharon Murphy killed both of them because they didn't just die for no reason. I know that. They didn't yeah. actually just die of pneumonia in the same room, in the same well, house. Well, wait, can yeah. I, I want to hear the Twitter thing because oh, yeah. maybe I'll be swayed. Will you read it? Yes, I'll, I'll try to read it concisely so it's not— I'm in um, between the government and her mom. Yeah, and I, to be honest, I, I said— I think her mom's the government. <laughs> Great. Because I'm trying to be more open-minded, I said I didn't think the government did it, and then I immediately, in my mind, reversed that and thought, who even knows anymore what the government's What's capable the government? of? So scratch what I said. And Molly, I, you could be totally. Okay, let me pull up this Twitter thread, because sometimes people know on Twitter. Sometimes people know on Twitter. I I'm, think Twitter I, killed Brittany Murphy. The thing, Twitter going to kill me. All of us. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's just, it's so unsatisfying, because we have all of these... Uh, all like toxic Could it just molds. have been pneumonia? Well, if she had just died and Simon never died, I think we all would have been like, all right, we can accept this. Right. But the fact that he died of the same thing, yeah. that's what's making us all crazy. Here's my other theory, the thing that yeah. I really wanted to bring home, not theory, but speculation mm-hmm. that I wanted to bring home with the quote that I read at the end. I think that it's fair to say that women who have weird, scummy dads often end up with weird, scummy husbands. Yeah, So totally. when I was looking at Monjack, I was like, this guy is such a scumbag. He had to have something to do with it. But then it's like when you see her dad, You're it's like, like, oh, no, we no, got it. this is just something that happens. It does. Yeah. With your psychology. And yeah. it wasn't her yeah. fault. Yeah. Totally. And she, she seemed so like a very, fun. she seemed, I would imagine she was like These a very open person and honestly, probably kind of naive. It sounds like, I don't know. Like yeah. I could see and her also falling. Men with accents can confuse you. Yeah. They, yeah. I say ban all men because he was a monster. And he looking. had like, and I can't remember if this has already been mentioned, but he, he does look like a monster. And he also had like charges of like fraud and various weird yeah, things. He was a 
a criminal, perhaps. This like her father, <laughs> even. Well, I think he was. Yeah, he had like different fraud. I think um, whatever the word is. But um, okay, so this is from Twitter user Lucifer. <laughs> Mm. We're off to a great start. A pretty good source. I think this this is it's like if I think this just best sums up this theory. So let me go to the useful part. And it starts with I fully believe this theory and I hope I can convince y'all as well so we can reopen her case because Brittany deserves justice and this shit is fucked up. Okay, I see. So okay, they run through her they have me. They, yeah, yeah. Um and then, yeah, it kind of talks about the charges against him. Um, against who? Uh, sorry, Monjack, yeah. Okay. Um, and then, so, yes, Brittany, Simon, and her mother all lived together in the same mansion for about three years. The mansion was apparently, and this is just this person saying this, but the mansion was apparently disgusting, full of clutter, and never being cleaned. Some <laughs> people blame toxic mold. Toxic mold, yes. And then... So, so many gifts in here. Um, so, yeah, the week before her death, Brittany never left her home and was described as paranoid and delusional by her mother, probably because she was like super sick. Um, and instead of being a, <laughs> instead of being a good mom and calling the ambulance, her, mo- her mom allowed Simon to doctor hop and get prescribed all sorts of medications to give to Brittany. Mm-hmm. Um, Interesting. And then, um, I have heard that that was, uh, that was another rampant accusation and that they had been doctor hopping. And, and that just that, means to get different prescriptions. Yeah. But then in the end, like the coroner still she didn't said, have like, anything. she had yeah. everything that she had, had been prescribed, prescribed and it sounds like legitimately, it didn't yeah. sound like there was a, cri- it's not like Anna Nicole, if you listen to her Anna Nicole episode, she had a lot of problems with oh, celebrity yeah. medicine and being over-prescribed. And if you listen to what they found in her body when she was died, it's an insane, it's insane. list of drugs. Like, yeah, this is I, not I listened to y'all. That was crazy. I mean, <laughs> yeah. that was wild. Um, and so, yeah, I'll just, the, I think the two kind of tweets to, is this, uh, her mom basically benefited a lot off of like living with her and, you know, just being, and then I think apparently, and I don't know if this is um, true or not, but they were going to, Brittany and Simon were going to leave and move to New York and start a family. And then there was a will that her mom finds out that, um, okay, no, sorry. Ignore the will part. Um, and so basically they're saying that her mom was like, I'm going to lose the goose. that's laying the golden egg. Yeah. Yeah, Don't go to New York. Stay here. Yeah. And if I can't. Yeah. And then I, no one can. If I can't. Yeah. And I think that was the general gist of it. I can't find soulmates and it's that intense. Right. Yeah. Yeah. And I right? feel like, okay. I, yeah, and Are I think that swing? it's maybe that I, and I, that's the thing. I think like, you know, one could say that perhaps she was like poisoning both of them, whoa, whoa, but whoa. I feel like I, I don't know. I don't, I mean, I, I don't, yeah, I don't, I don't know how I feel about the idea that her mom killed her. I believe Brittany died of natural pneumonia causes. I yeah. do not believe the Simon death. His death is too weird. Yeah. Her death right. seems like it makes sense. She yeah. was sick, yeah. sickly. It could have been avoided. And this whole thing was like a mold, pneumonia. It's like, well, so mold causes pneumonia. Like, I don't know. Is, there, yeah. is that yeah. clearly established? No. Wouldn't that happen? Yeah. If that was a thing that happened, wouldn't it happen more often? And wouldn't, wouldn't her we? mom have been really sick? Right. Yeah. But she, yes. the, the other thing to remember is like she lived in the house. So I think anything mm. environmental can't be a part of it. Yeah. Right? Because yeah, she that's would have true. been ill. Unless she, she would have been like ill mom too. immunities that we don't know about. Yeah. Right. Someone called Drew Barrymore to figure this out. Someone called coming, Drew. Coming back to Drew Barrymore, I thought going back to that interview we talked about where Drew Barrymore asked, uh, asked Brittany Murphy what she wanted to come back with. And she said, a redwood. I thought we could conclude by saying what we wanted to come back oh. as. Oh. Molly, beautiful question. Beautiful, thank you. Thank you. I'll be thinking I'm about a beautiful it. person. You really are. <laughs> I want to come back as Molly. I'm just kidding. Um, <laughs> oh, a cat? Okay, boring. Kelsey. <laughs> I really don't know. <laughs> I, I don't want to come right. back. When yeah. I'm gone, leave me dead, done, and dying. <laughs> yes. <laughs> I want to come back as a dead person. <laughs> I'm going to have your hair tested. And the scientist is going to say she was Definitely a die job. She was definitely <laughs> a bottle blonde. <laughs> <laughs> Say finally proof. Everyone will be like, yeah, we knew that. <laughs> <laughs> okay. 
I would come back as a Starbucks Frappuccino <laughs> placed on the sand in front of the ocean. Oh, I love that. that I love that so for you. For me. It's, that would be my dream. That's beautiful. Thank you, guys. That Mom? just came to me. It was your Dunkin' Donuts cups provided inspiration. But Sorry I was that like, we're not oh, a Starbucks family. <laughs> no, we normally No, are. no. Dunkin' Donuts is wild, and I'm here for it. So Not sponsored. That's a- <laughs> what could be sponsored? I want to come back as a microphone. So that I can be weirdly close to people's mouths. I love that for you. Unto eternity. To countless lips. The countless lips. <laughs> now we give our audience a kiss. <laughs> Sealed with a kiss. Swack. That's how I would sign all my letters as a teen. That so, is cute swack. and flirty. Oh. S-W-A-K. And I'm a flirty guy. I like to my grandma. Swack. <laughs> She's like, Sealed with a kiss. Okay. Let's get these boy crazy teens out of here. <laughs> I'm horny after this episode. Kelsey, thank you for joining us. Thank Kelsey, thank you, you so much. Go to veryfamousmagazine.com. Very famous. Beautiful. Check it out. Love you guys. Uh, you didn't want an autopsy at first. No, I didn't. Are you a religious Orthodox Jew? I was. Orthodox don't want autopsies, right? It wasn't that. I mean, I, I, there was this woman who just lost her daughter, who, who to us, it was such a shock. This pristine body that was curvy in all the right places, and the skin like silk. And I, how could I say in front of her mother, cut her up?